Hello and welcome back to Gristle Beach on today, which is Saturday the 20th of July 2019. It's been quite a while. Uh, what with one thing and another, I haven't really felt like doing this. <laughs> well, I do now. It's Saturday morning. The sun is sort of filtering through some pretty grey clouds, but it's a very hot sun. I'm wearing uh, sort of comfy, basically pyjamas. <laughs> I've got my linen trousers on. A little white shirt, yesterday's shirt. I haven't had a shower yet. So why put on a fresh shirt? I'm only going to make it dirty. Um, got my little tin cup of coffee. Walking along the greenway. The dog, just being a dog over there in that direction. Eating grass, not really a good sign. What's this object? Oh, I just appear to have found a, ta- a dog tag um, that's fallen off some dog's collar with some phone numbers and the number of a vet on it. Now, finding the dog tag without the dog presumably means the dog's been killed in combat and um, I should return those tags to his unit so they can tell his mum, his bitch mother, that uh, he's died. Um, oh, a little finch. <laughs> I'm very surprised, but I'm like, tell you what I'm like this morning is like a. F- <laughs> it's you know, in those old Disney films like um, Snow White and Cinderella and that. Like she gets up in the morning, she throws on all her lovely diaphanous fucking gowns and stuff. She's singing a song in her mellifluous voice. Uh, and the symphony of nature is awakened along with her. The birds come and put her light hat on. So what's happened to me this morning is I've woken up. My song, instead of <laughs> singing a nice song, I've screamed at DHL on the telephone um, for about 20 minutes. And uh, the dog, <laughs> hairy old, scraggly old dog has come and pulled my big sweaty underpants on. And uh, I've burst out into nature, which is to say a thin strip of, of sort of scrubland <laughs> between two building sites. Um. <laughs> oh dear. <coughs> so... We've got quite a lot to talk about because it's been a week. But uh, I thought I did see something earlier this week that I thought you know I would want to bring up because it uh, it it uh, exemplifies a certain feeling for me, which is a post that I saw on the popular website Reddit. Now Reddit is, as we will discover, quite a sort of... Because, in, by and large, posts and the comments on those posts are sorted by what is the most popular. It's very much a sort of lowest common denominator um, thing. 
this here Reddit. And um, what I'm, the problem I'm having now <laughs> is that uh, the web page isn't loading, which I've had I've had this web 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 page open for literally all week. <laughs> waiting to do this, and now it's not working. Hang on a minute. Hello again. So uh, as far as I can tell, I think we're just having network problems in this area, which has happened a few times before. First time it quite scared me because obviously it's the internet. The internet is the oxygen which I breathe. So um, first time I was out here and the internet stopped working. I did, well, I just thought that my phone was broken and I obviously was distressed because that's gonna be an expensive inconvenience to get things back to how they were before. And when I got home, I connected to the Wi-Fi and went, just Googled O2 and uh, O2. Oh yeah, that was quite, that was all in the news as well, wasn't it? What was that about? I think somebody had, um, somebody had done an update on the server and it had broken. Oh dear. Now, um, in lieu of talking about uh, that stupid Reddit post I saw, and laughing at it. Might as well tell you what's been going on in my real life lately. Ruben! Skateboard alert. Ruby! Don't! Nope! Ruby! <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> that guy knew enough about dogs. <laughs> the, the, the moment the dog lunged at him, he was he was coming towards me the dog and the guy was he you know they were about to cross each other's paths and the dog had his eyes on me and I was calling for him but then just as they got near each other the dog lunged and barked and I don't know if he would have made contact but the guy knew enough I think probably taking some cues from my body language <laughs> uh, to jump off uh, as soon as the dog had a, had a go. Um, I swear it's the the skateboards. They make a growly noise as they go along. So it's just like a dog that was just walking along at quite high speed, going grrrr constantly. Just coming up here in this wide part of the greenway uh, appears to be a sort of cycling proficiency course, which is quite a good place to do it. Uh, the dog in younger incarnations <laughs> sorry would be very interested in uh, in chasing bicycles he's sort of limping today I think his leg hurts well by definition he's limping he's not putting it on Did you hear? That? Did you hear that, guys? Um, they're doing cycling proficiency training up here, which is a really nice place to do it. Actually, it's a big, wide bit of um, public path yeah, next to the Bobby Moore's Football Academy and the London Stadium, and this uh, rangy sort of this guy, dreadlocks, cyclist sort of physique. Oh, uh, what you're doing, right? to these kids what you're doing you're 
cycling is really good, all right? I like it. I like the fact that he says, not only is it good, but the way you're doing it, he likes it. I like it. I just want to say something about your hand position. That's very nice. I didn't, when I was a kid, I didn't really like being talked to like a kid very much. It used to frustrate me, and then uh, adults would get frustrated with me. Lots of things frustrate me, you know. So, um, yeah, last weekend, Friday, uh, yeah, it's Friday morning we did this. I went to um, oh, hang on, getting the dog some treats. I went to Howling Hops with my mum. And the dog saw my mum coming over the bridge. He's extremely excited. I wish I'd filmed that, actually. He really bounced around quite a lot. He did the same thing um, that he did to me when I went away for a few days. Is uh, uh, He saw me in public, or heard me. I went, Ruby, and he ran straight up to the closest person. I think, as Matthew points out, his vision isn't very isn't it's not acute obviously it's not in color really although maybe that's a myth i don't know uh but he's not very good at like if i drop one of his treats and he doesn't spot it before it stops rolling but he knows it's down there some somewhere just can't find it like for a minute at a time so he just bounces off he hears the voice of a person he really likes and he bounces off the first person he sees (laughs) Which, in this case, he mistook a Polish builder for my mother. And obviously that guy was delighted (laughs) as well. Just like, happy that the dog was being so excitable. Um, Took my mum back to the house. She had... uh, What's she done? She'd come... (laughs) She'd come down from London on the... Thursday night and the gig was on the Friday and she'd gone over to the hotel in Stratford that she's going to stay at she's going to have a nap and then come out and meet me but she when she got there they said oh no you've actually booked tomorrow night and they looked up her you know their sister what is it Travelodge or whatever over the road and couple of things and they were all fully booked so she rang and said uh, would it be okay if she stayed at my house which of course it was and I had been planning on it until she said she was having her, going to take a hotel so I had to instantly buy some new sheets because I was like oh those sheets are not clean I don't want my mother sleeping on those sheets and um, and then met her back at the house and it turns out <laughs> So we're, we're, oh, we're sort of playing, it's about five by then. I said, um, oh, we're meeting Shane and uh, Zen at, at seven or thereabouts. So we're just going to, uh, I want to go for a run first, but I'll wait an hour. Do that about six because it's a bit too hot still now. The weather's not, you know, I don't want to go. It's hard, just hard. <laughs> I like running more in the winter. And um, then we'll go for a run, then we'll go out, have some food. Just like, oh, okay then. You know? And then um, she said, oh, what, time's the, what time are all the bands and things? 
and we got back to the house and um, I looked on the NME website and I was telling her you know like Dora Marling and cat power and stuff all in the afternoon and things she looked a bit puzzled at that point why I was telling her what things were on in the afternoon and then I said um, and then Neil Young's at, at six and then Bob Dylan's at uh, sort of half past eight and she sort of said what are we gonna are we gonna miss Neil Young then so we are we eating at seven and I said um, no no that's it's tomorrow the, the gig's tomorrow and she just sits there and she goes um, why am I here why am I here <laughs> uh, she had she'd forgotten what day the gig was and so the whole time I'd been talking about what I was planning for us to do that evening she thought I was being incredibly blasé about uh, going to see Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan and Neil Young and to be honest I was a little bit a tiny bit insulted because Bob Dylan Neil Young and my mother None of them are spring chickens. Pretty sure my mother is the youngest out of all of them. <laughs> but potentially, I'm not going to be able to get them all together in a room. Um, in a room, in a field. You know, ever again. And certainly, you know, it was 155 quid this time. So um, we went out. Once we cleared up that confusion, we went out to see Zen and Shane. Zen's a um, sort of space cadet. She's incredibly sweet, and Shane is very good socially. He's a bit, um, he's a bit much uh, in some ways, but he's very complimentary and engaging. And um, he's a nice guy. He's, <laughs> I don't know why I come in with a caveat straight away. Uh, he can be a bit full on, but in the right dosage, he's charming. It's all fucking hell. like there's no nobody like him. Um, and uh, he was incredibly nice to my mum. It was really funny. I've got some good photos of uh, the three of them. We had uh, jackfruit burger, and everyone was laughing at this one item on the menu, like a roasted cauliflower salad, so I had the roasted cauliflower salad just to show them, and it was pretty nice. Um, of course, I was drinking a lot of beer as well, and then we went home, sat around, had a beer. Um, Zen just fell asleep on the, in her chair. Oh, the uh, Shane insisted that I watch Black Mirror, the new series of Black Mirror, um, which I did. Right, I watched two out of the three episodes, and he said it was gonna like. Well, he just made out that it was essential, and he's not. He's not thick. Like when Shane makes things like his spoken word poetry I think I told him it's the only spoken word poetry I've ever not wanted to tear my ears off and throw them uh, in the in the river Lee um just have a sip of coffee so oh, I'll give these a shot right and Matthew was with me when we watched uh the one about the guys <laughs> playing Street Fighter and then fucking each other in the video game. So what they do is, it's like a virtual reality thing where it's not a headset, it's like a little button. You 
glue to your face and it you know your head your eyes go funny and you're in the game and one of them's a boy and one of them's a girl they're like friends they're all they're all uh, black in this but it's one of those things where it's not culturally as far as i can tell it's not making any commentary any cultural commentary based on their being black so I think it's just like, well, let's just cast Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie wants to do it. So let's just make everybody else in it. You know, all the main characters are black. Uh, so uh, that's, that's, by, that's me mentioning it by way of explaining why I'm not really mentioning it. And uh, so there's these two mates and they, they're playing this game. Like one of them gets it for the other one. And, they, you know, they're in that, like you do now, they're in their houses with their consoles sitting on the sofa, zonked out, playing games with each other and chatting and whatever. Except they're playing a video game which is, looks a lot like Street Fighter where one of them is a girl and one of them's a boy. A Chinese, like a kung fu guy and a sort of... It's what's her name with the incredible name who's in Guardians of the Galaxy. I think she's sort of like Swedish and um, Asian. She's amazing looking. Um, oh she's got a name that just sounds like a Star Wars name um, and they do some moves on th- and things and then end up falling on top of each other and then they fuck each other which you'd think would be a known issue with the game you know like I mean that's not like an 18 rated game it's just a beat em up it's probably like 10 year olds playing it so <laughs> so they'd probably have some kind of fail safes in there you know they'd probably why did they do the animations for that you know when they're when they're creating a character model right for Street Fighter 5 or whatever they're up to now there's no it's like Ken and Barbie with their their little plastic pants melded onto their body. There's no design for anybody's vagina or penis. It's not in the game. They're not, it's not, that's not what the kind of game this is. But apparently, in this game, you can. It's all modelled, virtually modelled, all the, with all the fluids, and probably the, what, like the taste of each other's skin and st- all the things that you like when you're doing that sort of stuff like smell of somebody's hair and surely that's not really the focus when you're making a virtual reality fighting game anyway these two guys have sex and it's quite funny hearing um oh it's pom clementieff or something saying she's talking like a uh, your average sort of black american guy just talking to one of his mates i mean it's not that funny but um and then they're sort of like, oh, wrestling with how, oh, it's wrong that we're doing this. And he's going off his relationship with his wife, Anthony Mackie. Not, um, doesn't want to sleep with her now because he's, <laughs> he's busy uh, having it off with his friend in the body of Pom Clementiev. Excuse my pronunciation. And, I mean, I can sort of understand that. Although, I'd rather not do it have my friend involved like going into a virtual world and snogging uh, an actress okay but the friend 
is going into a virtual world and snogging a little muscly Chinese man. Now, that's more of a stretch for me, but the friend is pitched as being somebody that the friend just is well into it. He's, it's, he's like the, um, he's like Brad Pitt's character in Fight Club. He's the one that's drawing the main character into the crazy world. But you don't really get, it turns out Tyler Durden is, um, is not real. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't really matter that his character doesn't, isn't drawn like that convincingly because he turns out to be a figment of the other guy's imagination. But uh, <laughs> in this, that character is just a guy that's very passionate about doing it in a virtual world with a Street Fighter character. Um, and then, you know, nothing much happens. They try meeting up and kissing in real life. <laughs> and they don't like it. There's nothing, the spark's not there. And then they, they get in a fight about it. And his wife, Anthony Mackie's wife, finds out that they've had a fight and he has to explain it all. And the end is that Anthony Mackie's wife goes out every year on his birthday and then they go in the video game, the lads, and fuck each other. And she goes out, takes her wedding ring off, and goes out to one of those bars they have in American movies where everyone's single and you just have to walk up and buy a lady a drink and you go back to their room. So she goes out and has a physical encounter with a stranger, potentially bringing, you know, sorts of... putting herself in... in an, an amount of danger, bringing potentially STDs back to Anthony Mackie. I mean, you know, people do stuff like that all the time, they have open relationships and stuff, but it seems like he's getting the shit end of the stick there, doesn't it? And also, what, what am I being told? What's the moral of this story? That virtual relationships can in some ways be uh, quite good substitutes for real ones or just as good as the real thing or you know that doing stuff like you coming to terms with slightly alternative sexualities and stuff what's the point of it it was really fucking freaking it was very funny watching it with Matthew we had a good laugh <laughs> and then the next one was Smithereens was a guy taking a, an employee of a company hostage it was like a Facebook style company it's an hour and a 20 minutes this fucking thing and it was um, Andrew Scott so Andrew Scott's brilliant right but they, he's doing his best and the majority of it is he's taken this kid hostage and they're parked up in a field and the police he's got a gun and the police are um, the other end of the field or whatever and it's a bit like phone booth or something where it's all set more or less in one location but except phone booth had all these revelations and stuff and it was like an exciting location and there were yeah there were a lot of reveals and it was it, it passed the time quite well whereas in this all he's trying to do is get through to the owner of the company like that who's like the mark zuckerberg 
guy of the company. He just wants to talk to him on the phone. And there's a lot of shouting and sweating and swearing and no, like nothing, nothing happens. Like this middle 40 minutes of this, you could have just, you could have started it at the end. You could have, it could have been 50 minutes shorter. It was shocking. And then in the end, it turns out the reason he wants to talk to the guy is because he was driving his girlfriend somewhere and she was asleep. And she, um, he glanced, it was a boring country road, put some music on, put, listen to a fucking podcast, mate. He glanced at Facebook and it distracted him long enough for a drunk driver to hit them and kill his girlfriend. And the, the other guy died as well. And he was drunk, so he got the blame. But actually it's Andrew, uh, Andrew Scott? It is Andrew Scott, isn't it? It was his fault. So he's really sad about it. He feels really guilty. And he just wants to tell, doesn't want anything. He just wants to tell this guy that that's what happened. And then he says he's going to kill himself anyway. And the hostage guy says, oh, please don't kill yourself. And they wrestle for the gun. And then one of the policemen shoots at the car. And you don't see what happens. But then everybody, you cut to a montage of people getting a notification on their phone and looking at it. So presumably some big news has happened because of it. So it's like, what the fuck have you just done with my time? I was so insulted. So Facebook is distracting, right? And all that whole, that, that whole scene just turns into another distraction. Nothing changes or happens of any interest. None of the characters develop in an interesting way and none of the themes are expanded on in any interesting way. It was fucking nonsense. Anyway, the next morning we went to, um, we went to, where did we go to Reuben? Oh yeah, we, mum wanted to go to the Tate but there was so much faffing around involved. I didn't want to be really late for the gig. So we went to the Leather Merchants in um, Dalston for a, to get some stuff for a guitar strap I'm making for uh, one of the directors who's leaving. And we went to, uh, I took a smoking goat in Shoreditch. That was really nice, very hot, sweaty meal. I was getting a bit bloated. Oh, and then we had to get the bus back from there and I was so sweaty and angry on the bus. The bus was, there was a fat little boy that was chasing after the bus and trying to get on it. And he missed it at two stops consecutively. But then he, and then he just gave up and just plodded along in his, all fat in his little sweaty school uniform. And he, I realized he was going faster than us. We kept getting overtaken by him along this long road. So he might as well have just walked. So we got out and just got an Uber home and then sorted ourselves out and went to the show. And um, it was quite nice. We, didn't, we weren't in any big uh, rush to try and get to the front. So there were lots of, um, there's lots of just, you know, a big field. The blasted, dead grass of an English park in summertime. And lots of people splayed all over it of all ages. Um, Neil Young played quite a lot of the hits, 
he was a bit, a little, his voice was good. I think he was a little sloppy on the guitar. His band, what they called the Promise of the Real, were just a lot of young men with um, quirky hats on. And they were just session musician sort of guys. They didn't, a couple of them did guitar solos and it was pretty guff. But Neil Young still, still got it. And he, um, he did Come On Baby Let's Go Downtown and they did Old Man and uh, Heart of Gold and he did uh, Keep On Rocking In The Free World and You Are Like A Hurricane and Words he did. And he did about as, um, he did Winter Long as well. So he did about as many of the hits as you would have, as you would have expected, you know. And we were just singing along. There were some people singing along next to us as well, getting really excited about, you know, people that don't actually know much of the, of the, only know the hits, and they get really excited. And the rest of the time, they stand there and talk about golf. My mum told some young men off for talking about golf. She was just sitting on the floor at one point, um, smoking fags, which you're not supposed to do, drinking pims and texting. That was funny. Um, there's loads of old people there, uh, just having a nice time. It was sunny. I was drinking white wine um, and just generally having quite a nice time. And uh, in the gap, uh, when Neil Young was doing his encore, we all just filtered off to the toilet. I saw a guy doing coke in these really weird toilets and got some pasta. And then uh, Bob Dylan came on. Now, Bob Dylan can't, uh, doesn't seem to be able to play the guitar anymore because apparently he's got arthritis. He's 78. I remember him being 70, but I don't really remember eight years passing in between, <laughs> which is it's, it's sad. Um, but he's playing the piano, and he's playing it really well. The big screens that they had up uh, during uh, Neil Young's set would have been moving around and showing you you know, different, different things, you know, the, the bits different views on the stage but the when Dylan went up it was just a, a static shot of Dylan so you didn't get to really see his band uh, and they were very competent really really um, tight and quite a lot going on they clean uh, they sort of had a, a bit of a um, a bit of a consistent style that they brought to everything. There's a certain style he seems to favour and a way of doing the songs. He can remember all the words, but he just seems to... <laughs> I can always like to, if I can, I'll put, a, I'll put a clip in here, but you can look it up on YouTube to see what he's like at the moment. He just... So, um, take... Uh, Simple Twist of Fate. There's a line that goes, How long must he wait? There's a tune to that and a, um, and a rhythm to the, to the way the words come out. But, and it's fine. It's like it's his prerogative. And I would, more than, any, more than most people, um, I'm fine with uh, acts changing things a little bit about their songs for the live version, especially when you've been doing it for, I mean, half a century in that case, like, 
Dylan's been playing that song. So it's totally cool with me if he wants to do things a bit different. Um, but instead of going, how long must he wait? He went, how long must he wait? <laughs> how long must he wait? I mean, it's just... You couldn't tell what song it was until halfway through. So I was fucking screaming. All the people that had been singing along to Neil Young and expecting to be able to sing along to Bob Dylan were just fucking, like, gobsmacked. I mean, when I, whenever I realised what song it actually was that we were listening to, I'd fucking crack up laughing. It was hilarious. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> and the, the, whole, the whole event passed like quite quickly we were you know we were there for four and a half hours standing up for most of it and mum did well which it was really nice having my mum in um as a damselfly it's fucking massive it's got to be a dragon what's the difference between a dragonfly and a damselfly dragons and damsels are quite different aren't they oh he just went for a bee he's fucking huge the dogs. Uh, I'm just sitting down by the uh, by the uh, one of the canals in the Olympic Park now, and the dog has done that thing where when I'm sitting down, he goes off and gets involved in the local wildlife. I can just hear him going through the long grass now. Ruby, what are you doing? I'll carry on. Um, it gave my mum said it was like paradise where we live. And everyone that my mum met was very nice to her and she was very nice to them. I do think, like, her... I think her feeling bad must just, you know, it's, it's just an environment thing, isn't it? Uh, she just needs to get out of fucking Caster. I don't like it very much. And I'm only there for a weekend at a time. So it was really nice. It gave me a new appreciation... And it's pathetic to say, but for my mother and for where I live, just to see how much the people that met her liked her and, <laughs> and how much she liked them and she liked the place. It was great. It was a nice time. Um, I'm going to try again now to load this web page. It's still not loading. I think O2 might be having a bit of a a bit of a problem. Um, maybe we'll do it. We'll do it another day. Because um, we've talked for quite a long time already. We might do it tomorrow. This fucking dragonfly, damselfly thing is really going for it. What's that? Is an onion headline this week. Local gerbil absolutely crushing it. And it's like, the article's like, he's spinning in his wheel, standing on his hind legs and drinking his water bottle, main nibbling holes in things. He shits all over our, uh, our um, gecko. <laughs> I like that. It's very subtle. Ruben's really... Hunt he's hunting something in the undergrowth over here. I'd better move in a minute. Uh, bit of a complex week at work. Uh, my director found out that I had been... Uh, that I had walked out of a training course that he'd agreed to pay a grand for me to go on. 
which is a, a bit disappointing. But I remember when I did walk out of training course, it had driven me so far to fucking distraction. And the energy that I would have put into it, I, I think I have put into other worthwhile things. And I do, you know, if it comes back and bites us on the arse financially, I'm more than willing and able to just pay the grand to fuck them off. In fact, I'd like to do that. Here's a thousand pounds. Fuck off. And also speaking of money, I've been asked to be an acting head of a department myself while somebody, um, you find a rubber recruit into somebody's post. So that's interesting. I think it'll probably, probably be about, well, maybe less, about three months. You're, you're the amount of, um, of leave, or what's it, the amount of notice you have to give in your job um, depends in the NHS on what pay grade you are. So if it's somebody who's already at a similar pay grade moving across, it'd have to be like three months. But if it's somebody from a bit lower down going up, which is what it, I'm hoping it will be because I've got someone in mind for this post in as much as I'm allowed to have anyone in mind. Um, well, she's quite, uh, she's a bit lower down at the moment, so that'll be maybe it'll only be a couple of months. Anyway, I've got to split that role with a clinical person. Wonder how it's going to go. I don't think I'm going to do very much thing, things very differently to how I do them at the moment. But uh, we shall see. We shall see. Um, dog appears to be wet. I'm going to go now, and we'll talk about. Um, I've got some. Uh, I've got some subjects lined up for the next chat that we have. I want to talk about that Reddit thread, which is about um, people's taste in music, really, and about people lying on the internet. I want to talk about Hello Kitty, the phenomena that is Hello Kitty, and I want to talk about whether Boba Fett has got anything to do with Boba tea. So, you know that drink that you do where there's big chewy lumps in it. I just really want to know if, like, his little jetpack rucksack is full of, um, like, matcha tea with all lumps in it <laughs> I think we've pretty much covered that one uh, but the other two will be co- it's me again um, <laughs> I did uh, I just managed to connect to the is this working? yeah just managed to connect to the Olympic Park Wi-Fi which has uh, has given me access to that Reddit thread should we just see if it's as interesting as I thought it was last time I looked at it Now, the thread is titled, I just heard music for the first time in my life. Which songs should I listen to? Unfortunately, my parents took me on a ride on a jet plane when I was a few months old, and I had been deaf since then. We live in a third world country, and since my dad worked in the army, we couldn't afford a hearing aid. I didn't have any idea what sound was. Now... For someone that writes reasonably well, they're awfully thick. Which is to say, this story is bullshit. Today I got a hearing aid as a present from an expat visitor and I could hear for the first time in my life. He played the song We Are The World by Michael Jackson. It was overwhelming at first, but I couldn't help but fall in love with the singer's voice. His voice somehow comforted me. I experienced the peace I never knew existed. What other songs should I listen to? 
Sorry, I'm all teary after hearing for the first time. I wish I could talk to you guys via voice chat to hear everyone, although I'm sure I wouldn't be able to make out what you're saying. I think if people are talking about good things, they would give me that good feeling, like the song. I'm not really sure, of course. Thanks again. Now. <laughs> Dad and the kind gentleman who gave us the hearing aid showed me how to count the beats. They told me to hit the table along with them when the loudest, shortest sound happened and showed me how to dance with the loudest sound. I had no idea dancing to the song would be this fast, haha. Now I'm dancing. I thought I was supposed to feel happy while dancing, but I feel like I'm riding the waves in the ocean while dancing with the music. It's more than the happy feeling. I feel sleepy and happy at the same time when the music is playing. Is this how you're supposed to feel when you hear the music while you dance? Holy shit, holy shit. I just got back from dancing. This is all edits to the same post. I'm listening to all the songs one by one and it just continues to shake my heart. I watched the Equilibrium movie and I always wanted to feel how it must have felt when I saw Christian Bale in that scene where he heard the music. <laughs> and I got gold. Which is a... You can, you can give gold to posts. It's just it's a stupid crap. Oh God, don't even... I listened to Canon in D as recommended by most Redditors and my sister. The music without singers sounds totally different from the ones where the singers sing. Okay, so as an actual deaf person, this is a response. As an actual deaf person, you're lying through your teeth. This post is disgusting. Deaf people struggle to get accessibility, yet this person is from a third world country and speaks perfect English. Not only that, but articulate it in such a poetic, beautiful way. I'm not quite, I don't quite agree, but it's quite flowery language. A deaf person with no sound, limited resources and so on knows perfect English. Deaf people in America struggle with English due to a lack of accessibility in the classroom and at home. I've had hearing aids my whole life. My hearing aids got lost once and I was without them for a few months. When I got hearing aids again, it was extremely overwhelming and hard to adjust back to being able to hear clearly again. Sensory overload. Yet this person who never heard a single thing in their life can pop on a hearing aid and is totally cool. Next thing is that you can't lose your fucking hearing on a jet plane ride as a baby. That's the funniest thing about it to me. Oh, unfortunately, we've taken this baby on a jet plane and I stuck his head in the engine. You need residual hearing in order to benefit from a hearing aid. You need an audiologist to adjust your hearing aids in a way that benefits you and your level of hearing. You can't just pop on a random free hearing aid and be able to magically hear all of a sudden. I wish I could talk to you guys via voice chat to hear everyone, although I'm sure I wouldn't be able to make out what you're saying. A deaf person who has never heard sound would not be able to speak. <laughs> I have some hearing and I had to go to speech therapy for years to learn how to speak clearly. Even with speech therapy, I still struggle with certain sounds and words. Someone with no hearing will more likely benefit from a cochlear implant, which will require surgery and extensive therapy to adjust to. So the whole post is complete bullshit, and I only say this by way of protecting myself from um, the zero people that listen to this thinking that I'm being horrible to the deaf person because I'm not. That's a real deaf person. They're getting angry about it. So the recommendations that people have given of what music to listen to are incredibly cringe. Top comment. So as I said earlier Reddit is um, by default sorts by the most popular thing that was said now imagine going to a party where the loudest conversation is the one that everyone agrees with the most. And all the interesting, challenging ideas are uh, <laughs> 
Well, so obviously, which includes also stupid things people said. But I like those as well. Anything that's interesting is swept under the fucking rug. Wow, this is crazy. Me, as a music addict, cannot even imagine how life without sound must have been. I spend most of my time listening to music. Music is the perfect way to create a certain emotion. This emotional experience you can get just by listening to a song is addicting for me. Fuck off. Addicting. If you feel sad, you can play your favourite sunny, feel-good music, and that will fix a lot. When studying for a long time, listening to harder music is the perfect study break. I'm not here to suggest certain songs. <laughs> Install the app Spotify, available on PC and all mobile devices. I think this is a bot sent by Spotify. To add emotional experience to certain types of music, try watching more movies. You get to know what sad music or happy music sounds like. Eh. Fucking embarrassing. And that response is from the OP original poster. I just played Sunny by Boney M after reading this. It felt like I was young again and felt like my parents were around me as I heard it. I felt happy as it continued to play. They taught me different songs, gave different emotions. How does this even work? This totally feels like I'm drunk, but it feels better without being disconnected. So I wish this guy's life support would get disconnected. Where's the next... Jesus Christ. Someone said, um, I'm more interested in you just going on to YouTube and um, trying different genres and telling us what you think. And OP replies, for now I'm overwhelmed with emotions. Every time I played a clip on YouTube, it's like I tasted a new juice or a dish I had never eaten before. Most of them didn't give me any feeling except a confused feeling. But whenever I listened to Michael Jackson songs, I got goosebumps and sometimes I get scared and I felt like my eyes could see more clearly. I will definitely keep you guys updated. Oh, this is brilliant. This is genius, this list. Anything by any of the following bands. The Beatles, Grateful Dead, Jimi Hendrix, The Doors, Pink Floyd, Bob Dylan, Led Zeppelin, Stevie Wonder, Elton John, Carole King, Earth, Wind and Fire. This is where it starts to go wrong. Metallica before 1995, Journey, Bob Marley, Nirvana, Red Hot Chili Peppers, A Tribe Called Quest, MF Doom, The Roots, Blink-182, Pup and Ween. <laughs> um, that's pretty retarded, I think. And then somebody goes, listen to Jesus Christ by Brand New. I did listen to Jesus Christ by Brand New. And if, if somebody, if that was the first music I had ever heard, I would tear the hearing aids out and throw them into the ocean. It's the second reference to tearing your ears off and throwing them into the sea. Uh, where's the rest? Jeff Buckley, Radiohead, Kate Bush, David Bowie and Queen. That's good. Solid. That's a solid list. Honestly, this is not music, but just listen to nature sounds like animals or water falling. I love those. Just listen to um, foxes having sex in the, your back garden at night and get really scared. Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, someone said. John Lennon, Imagine, Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven and the Beatles, Yesterday, or When I'm 64. <laughs> Why would you say When I'm 64? <laughs> um, keep going. Please give John Denver's Annie's song and Sunshine a listen. Then there's the actual deaf person comment. 
Here we go. A Black Bird by Alter Bridge. Wrong Side of Heaven by Five Finger Death Punch. Ghost Love Score by Nightwish. Follow Me Down by Shine Down for some really good hard rock music. Jesus Christ, because this is the this is sort of the point that I'm getting to is that people's taste in music is so I think it's the most subjective thing there is. Well, in terms of art appreciation. Because you can't you can't change people. It's like politics. You can't change people's mind about something if they don't like it. There's no point even trying. And I don't know, it must be something about the way music works on your brain, literally. Also, some people don't appear to have fucking brains. God, this guy's done a list of a hundred songs. Jesus, 102. Say It Ain't So by Weezer. Crazy Train by Ozzy. Bane's theme, he's put in. Presumably from, um, from Batman and Robin. Don't Let Me Down, Illenium by Chainsmokers. Swedish House Mafia, Don't You Worry Child, Calvin Harris. Sweet nothing. Just says Florence and the Machine. Just generally that. Time of the Season by The Zombie. James Brown. It's a Man's World. Arctic Monkeys. Fuck off. Kings on Leon, which is like cheese on toast. Um, Painted Black by Rolling Stones, right next to Demons by Imagine Dragons. Um, Tracy Chapman, next to. Um, Fuji's. This is weird. It's a really weird list. Everlong by the Foo Fighters. Chopin's Nocturne. The Halo video game themes. Halo. I'm going. This list is going backwards, right? So, the Halo video game themes is is at seven. And meeting Laura from the movie Perfume is at number one. You know what I mean? It's like um. These people are just taking the time to boast about all the weird things they like. Um, before I stop doing this to you, I think I should go up to the top here and go um, sort by controversial. Oh yeah, this is genius. <laughs> I'm going to be that person who recommends a K-pop song. Please don't hate me, guys. We all have different taste in music. Spring Day by BTS. Now, do you want to go immediately from not ever hearing any music to being poisoned by fandom of some dreadful boy band? My absolute favourite song of theirs. It's so soothing and sad at the same time, even if you don't understand Korean. I recommend listening to the song while watching the music video first and then turn on the subtitles for a deeper understanding of the lyrics. I mean, when you say a deeper understanding, you mean an understanding at all of these fucking saccharine, tedious lyrics. Can also recommend the soundtrack for Amelie and Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. What a weird thing. I don't think you'll like my suggestions, but you should try Heavy Metal, try Cannibal Corpse, Slipknot and Mudvayne. Someone's replied with a deleted post and uh, that guy's written again. Like what? Popular bands or artists that perform other people's music to get rich and famous. 
four, four, 120 BPM, three or four chord progressions with a hook. I'm not a fan of any of the bands mentioned above, but I am a metalhead. And simply reducing something to not being good because you don't like it or understand it is asinine. Slipknot, though? If my first time hearing music was Slipknot, I'd never listen to it again. <laughs> to get an argument. <laughs> this guy's like, oh, oh, you've just um, discovered the ability to taste things. Why don't you eat this fucking ghost pepper? And then everyone's been like, the ghost peppers are horrible. Oh my god, there's a snail on my coffee. There's a snail climbing up my cup of coffee. Mate, it's such a hot day and it's been raining a bit overnight, so all the snails are out. But this snail's so... Um, he's so little and blobby and he's just on the um, on this wooden bench he's about a metre away from the grass and things I don't know why they're doing it why are you over here you just eat leaves don't you what do you want to be on the on this dry old wooden panel for I just picked up a snail and threw him back into the bush Oh God, I'm late to the party. So much good music has already been recommended. I'm so happy for you. I would give anything from 21 Pilots a shot. Fuck off. Someone's been like... 69? 69? The rapper? <laughs> and someone's replied to that. Don't know why you're being downvoted for this. Fuck the haters. No one gets to decide what music you can like. I love 69. And someone's, this is where people start getting sarcastic. Listen to Cardi B, so every song afterwards is a step up. Not a bad idea. Walk like someone's just written. Walk like an Egyptian by the Bangles. One person just wrote, um, listen to Rick Astley. <laughs> if somebody came and said, um, oh hey, I've, just, I've never heard music before. What should I? What's the single best song? That would be the ultimate Rick Roll. So somebody said, I asked around the office and got a few suggestions. Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd, yes. Hotel California by the Eagles, yes. We're sort of in a. There's a theme developing here, but it's a fine theme. Country Road by John Denver, fine. Rocket Man by Elton John, cool. Subdivisions by Rush, don't know it. You might make the person fall down. And then Persona by the Blue Man Group. You should give K-pop a listen. It's awesome and there's such a large variety of K-pop songs. Oh dear. Watch porn with sound. <laughs> listen to Cannibal Corpse. Late to the party but without a shadow of a doubt. The three songs I would recommend listening to are... Paolo Nettini, Iron Sky. Uh, Paolo Nettini, my friend, um, said that his mouth looks like a vagina on sideways. Bruce Springsteen, Jungle Land, three minutes and 53 seconds into it especially. And Pink Floyd, Shine On You Crazy Diamond. For this song, make you sit back, relax and simply let go and listen to this masterpiece of music. There you go. Jesus Christ. It's... All right, there's some listing things by emotions. Happy, I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston and Feel Good, Inc. by Godzilla's. Keep Your Head Up by Tupac is inspiring. Lyrical Poetry, you've got Juicy by The Notorious B.I.G. 
Um, best Reddit post of all time, someone said. Here we go. The entire Kanye West discography, the music and emotion will cut right through you. Please don't listen to today's garbage. You've been blessed with a second chance. You should definitely listen to bands like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nirvana, Led Zeppelin, The Doors, The Rolling Stones, Prince, Neil Young, Sublime, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Face No More, The White Stripes, Jeff Buckley, David Bowie, Tom Petty, etc. Fuck, so many good songs. I didn't even know that was a risk for babies. What's the minimum age one should be before flying on a plane? Someone's really bought into the idea that if you go on a plane when you're a few months old, your head will explode. OP, I'm in tears here. Professional musician, crying at their joy I can imagine you're experiencing. Please keep us all updated and tell us what you find. 21 Pilots. Again, there's two posts in a row where people are just saying, please listen to 21 Pilots. Someone's written, stop lying, idiot. Wu-Tang Clan, enter the Wu-Tang. Notorious B.I.G., ready to die. Snoop Dogg, doggy style. Bob Marley and the Wailers, legend. That, from that one person, is just the fucking pinnacle. Sound of Silence by Disturbed, fucking hell. Never going to give you up by Rick Astley. They put that in a list. <laughs> that person seems to be legitimately recommending. Never going to give you up. Okay, I think that's more or less... Um, <laughs> the rude sandstorm. <laughs> uh, that's more or less everything I'm going to get out of this. Okay, 